Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that's no longer a sedative for your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is on a mission to make the most of the loaf, to rid the world of GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. Killer taste, killer texture, and always organic. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread Amplified. Liam, we're back. We're a Celtic state of mind. We're Celtic down under, and we have absolutely annihilated um, our great rivals, Rangers, by four goals to nil at Celtic Park. Uh, Lawrence was in. He was in watching the first half, and uh, we enjoyed that second half immensely as well. But let's start, um, you know, picking the bones of that victory and, and what it means to this season, what it means to the game against Real Madrid and the rest of the campaign as well. Liam, I'll come to you first. Uh, overall, 4 nothing. It was an absolute drubbing. And in that second half, in many ways, I know the, the possession percentages might say otherwise, but uh, totally dominant. Totally dominant for Celtic. Yeah. 
Um, you know, after all the uh, the narratives in the media last week about Celtic being disrespectful by, you know, showing off and scoring so many goals, I hope Rangers appreciate the fact that we only put four past them today. You know, we, we, we clearly eased off a wee bit at the end there, you know. <laughs> I but, think... Uh, no, it was... Uh, Absolutely sensational stuff. It really was. It, it was. It was sensational. And anybody who wants to um, disguise the fact that it was a four nothing drubbing, uh, good luck to you because Celtic for me, Lawrence Conley were were sensational. That is the word for it. We're going to be looking at the goals, looking at the performances, looking at the poor refereeing because it was poor refereeing, and um, and looking at where this leaves us going into our midweek game against Real Madrid uh, obviously it leaves us with a couple of concerns let's get that out of the way first and then we can just uh, look at a glorious performance Starfelt out Kyogo out today let's hope it doesn't uh, run into the next game Lawrence because you know you might have your opinion about Starfelt and I'm going to be talking about Jens um, throughout this post-match but they are important players for Celtic Listen, I think Starfelt's easier to replace with Jens, and we've got Welsh in the background as, as further backup. It's up top, you know, Kyogo, Yakimakis, who's the third striker. The ref's seen the infringement, he's seen the raised hand, he's given the free kick for it, but he's not given a card. And some very strange decisions from the ref throughout the game. Will we say on the, the lenient side, I don't even think covers it, but listen, it's the 3rd of September, we're five points clear. We've just hammered them 4 0, as Liam said. For some reason, we decided to, to keep the score down. Yeah. Uh, the nearest they came to scoring was, you know, a Celtic header that, that Joe Hart keeps out. Uh, completely dominant performance. It's nice to get an easy game to warm up for, you know, t- to use to warm up against Real Madrid. Uh, <clears throat> as comfortable as we've been in an old firm game in years. I think when you look at the, the lead up to the Real Madrid game, uh, we spoke about the three games in seven days, Liam, and we had Ross County away from home, uh, historically a, a, a tricky fixture, uh, Rangers at home, anything can happen, we spoke about that before the game, we, we were confident, uh, albeit, uh, that Celtic would win, uh, and then moving into Real Madrid, and you're asking yourself, what what kind of, you know, what shape are you going to be in? Move. We're in as best shape as we possibly can be. The only two slight concerns, and I'm sure Andrew will talk about it after the game, are the, the injuries to Kyogo and Starfelt. But uh, what a way to prepare for Real Madrid. Now, Liam, you had the audacity last week to say that you're actually looking for a draw or a win against Real Madrid. And mm-hmm. Is it possible? Are we, are we just getting a wee bit carried away? Is it possible? Celtic Park, under the lights, full house, and we're playing like that. Yes. Yep, absolutely. I thought that Rangers coming into this game today, you know, they looked they looked decent. As I said pre-match, they did well to get past PSV. Um, and I thought it would be a genuine tough test to see. Last week, a lot of the debate was how good were we, how bad were Dundee United. Well, I think today just proves it was more down to us being really, really good. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think uh, all the chat after that, as you say, because obviously Dundee United um, departed company, or parted rather company, with with, uh, their manager. There was chat around um, the state that they're in, and Celtic capitalised on it. But I think I do subscribe to the fact that it it was more down to how how scintillating our football was, um, how intense our passages of play have been. You look at the, at the, the league title, played six, one six. We've also won our cup game, of of course. Goals for twenty five, 
goals against one. The goal difference at the moment is standing at 24 against Rangers, who are second seven. And the points tally were five better off. It's it's an astonishing start to the season. Lawrence, we keep going back to where we were this time last year, where we had a, a tricky start. People were questioning um, the decision to bring Ange to the club. Some people were anyway. Uh, and what he's done is he's gone on to prove that in the modern day, he could be, he certainly has the ambition, doesn't he? Uh, to be one of the top Celtic managers in the, in the modern game. He's talking about European aspirations, Lawrence. He's talking about doing better every single year. We've come out of that transfer window stronger than we went in. Now, people might say, but look at all the, the bodies you've lost. A lot of them weren't contributing to this football club in any way, shape or form. The ones that he's brought in are obviously for the first team. you know. And we'll talk about some of the performances, particularly of, of I think, Jens and Moy, uh, who came on. Uh, today and I thought performed really really well um, but first of all we'll, we'll work our way back the way because we spoke at the, about the first half at half time uh, Turnbull's goal now Turnbull's a player who has had some criticism Lawrence I feel a bit sorry for him um, you know because of the injury issues once he got into the team under Neil Lennon he performed really well got young player of the year Ange liked him played him every time he could got injured against Hibs in the, the League Cup final and he's not been able to establish himself back as a first pick since obviously the arrival of Rio Atati but he comes on today plays really really well and he showed an intelligence uh, that Scott Arfield obviously doesn't have a football intelligence in scoring that goal didn't he? Yeah but without doubt listen I, I think they kind of need to go over the, the first pick especially you know from midfield to front because Andrew really uses the five sub rule great you know, you know if you're not starting, you're likely to get minutes. There's players like Turnbull, you you know will more likely get minutes every game, and it's it allows us to play at that intensity. The fact that we're going to freshen up probably five of the front six throughout the game. Today, I mean, Kyogo's targeted in the first minute, has to leave the park injured. It was a bit of worry, you know, with Yakamakis last the full ninety minutes, how effective it would be. But Turnbull does the right thing, lets the ball run out of the box, and then. One touch to control, next next touch, back of the net. But, you know, he's going to get his minutes in midfield. Hitati, oh, some of the crossfield balls today. Unbelievable. Oh, reminiscent of Paul McStay, wasn't it? It was fantastic. It's interesting how we've had people um, reminiscing about Henrik Larson uh, having seen Yota's chip today. And, and there's Lawrence Conley talking about the maestro himself. Uh, Rio Hitati's... Passing range, it's a player that you know a lot about, Liam, but his passing range is quite frightening at times. The way that he's able to pass the ball across fields, get the defender on the back foot, it opens everything up, doesn't it? I mean, how much more have we got to see from this player? Well, I mean, that, that, that's something that um, I, I would say at even the lowest levels in Japanese football, that is something that's drilled into kids here from a very young age, is that eye for a pass, you, you, the peripheral vision has to be very, very well tuned, you know. And you can see that Kyogo's got that, you see that Hatate has got that. Daizen's got it as well to some extent. Like, as soon as he gets the ball, it's immediately right, okay, who's around me? Who's ready for a pass? And it's almost in one motion sometimes. He gets the ball and then releases it. You know, it's, it's a skill that can't, well, it it's difficult to teach it because you either have that instinct or you don't, I think, maybe. And But if they do have that instinct, the, the way they go through the Japanese system, they're very good at tuning that. Mm. And in Hitati, you have a, a player who is very finely tuned in how to, to pick out a pass. 
Oh, he, he certainly is. And again, I was saying to Lawrence today, he looks in great shape. I mean, he looks in brilliant condition. And I think that um, at the beginning of the season, I was asked about the types of players who I felt were, were going to be shining this season. And Hatati was the one that I pulled out. Because I think that he, he showed it in pre-season, didn't he? He did really show that, that he had these performances in him. And I, I think he's going to be a massive player for us. Um, and when we get onto that platform, Liam, of Champions League football, I think what's happened is um, every single challenge that's been dished out to these guys, you know, you, you talk about some of the attitudes that people have against uh, the J League, for example, right? And mm-hmm. um, we bring players in and, and people, because obviously we didn't, we hadn't signed a player since Koki Mizuno. Uh, we hadn't done it since the era of Nakamura. So there was a there was a period of 15 years where, I don't know if it was a lackadaisical on, on Celtic's part, we didn't tap into the market. Uh, some people might have looked down their nose at that market uh, and what we've got now is right so we feel as though they've been challenged by moving up to uh, Celtic now we're saying right we're going to move up again because this is a Champions League um, and I think there's a lot of players in that kind of bracket at the moment I think Matt O'Reilly has had that ascendancy hasn't he since he's, he's left um, he's going to from Fulham to MK he's moved up to Celtic stepping up all the time and always up for the challenge do you think that, that that type of player will be able to step up because we don't have a lot of Champions League experience in a lot of these legs, do we? No, but um, I'll use the same example I used last week when I, when Laura and I were talking about this. Um, Sharif Tiraspol didn't have that many experienced Champions League veterans when they beat Real Madrid last year either, you know? So I think, okay, big occasions, you have players who can rise to the big occasion. Mm. And today was a big occasion, and our players rose to it. They're going to have to rise to it again on Tuesday to an even bigger occasion. But I fully believe we can at least give Real Madrid a good game. Liam, we've got enough sound bites from you already to do a compilation uh, for the full time <laughs> for the full time whistle on Tuesday night, and I'm going to ask Kelvin to do that just in case we get that victory. But th- there's nothing wrong, Lawrence, with talking like that after such a convincing victory against your your near uh, neighbour rivals, is there? Mate, you know Johnny Doyle, God rest him, George McCluskey, Alan Snedden. The sure it can be done. You know, yeah. it's Celtic Park. We're in form. Angie's got a style of play that any team's going to find hard to live with it's going to create chances for us they've got players that can you know find a target you know from midfield to forward all six they can all find a target it's doable you know look back to when we beat Barcelona 2-1 we didn't have much of the ball no one gave us a chance the bet you know supposed the best team in the world but we still we still done it you know there's a bit of magic happens at Celtic Park there's on European tale. nights there's a fairy tale you know and absolutely there's no reason Absolutely no reason why this team can't go out and create their own little bit of magic. Oh, I mean, Tuesday night we'll be here. I've got tickets for the game, but Axon will be uh, streaming live before the game at half time and at full time as well. And I think that, um, as you were saying there, Lawrence, there is a coming together of um, certain forces. Uh, the planet, the planets align when Celtic are playing under those uh, lights in a European game at Celtic Park. And hopefully we have another example of that on Tuesday night. Let's bring some of your comments in. 1,100 strong on the stream. Uh, We always welcome fans from other clubs onto our post-match. So hopefully we'll see loads of those regular um, infiltrators on the comments so that we can have a right good laugh at them. Michael Gerard Canny. And arrived, he saw and he conquered. Well, if that was the case, Liam, that would mean the job was done. I just get this, this same where Ange Postecoglou that he can build a machine here he already has started doesn't he 
Well, to, to paraphrase something that a Rangers supporting friend of mine said to me at this time last year, uh, what are the odds on Van Bronckhurst getting sacked by Christmas? <laughs> well, five, point, um, five points behind, Liam. Um, yeah. You know, and we were talking about, you know, that whole evolution of... You know, Brendan Rodgers being at Celtic and Celtic being so far ahead. And you, you, rem- you remember back to, is it going to be four? Is it going to be five? And it was at that time you had that confidence, didn't you, going in every game against Rangers that you were going to give them a pummeling. Yeah. Well, interestingly, we have that confidence back now. We're back at we that do. stage, you know, we where, where we feel there is that massive gap. Because for a period, um, the gap wasn't there. Let's be honest. We're trying to be as balanced as possible. We won the league last season by four points. Mm. The gap wasn't there, but I get the sense there is one. Now, listen, it's September, and you know words can come back to haunt you, Liam, but from what I'm seeing in the depth of that squad, we are creating a big gap between us and our challengers. Do you know the, the, the big thing which really stands out to me, um, and you probably saw in our little chat we were having back and forth during the game, there was about five or six different names being thrown out for man of the match. And I think that is so telling that we couldn't pick out a standout man of the match because the whole team played so well. I mean, even Joe Hart, who had nothing to do, made two fantastic saves in the last couple of minutes there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't really speak about the fact that Joe Hart obviously is nursing quite a wound in his head and he comes back in, cleeps a a clean sheet, does what Joe Hart has done since he came back to the club. Uh, Pound for pound, the best signing. By the way, there's plenty um, of players that you could uh, say this about, but I'm going to say pound for pound the best signing we've made because under uh, Ange I'm talking about because you know for a million quid Liam to bring in Joe Hart, not just the performances but the influence that he's had, and and I know we've had great signings in, in the likes of the Japanese boys and Hatate uh, in particular, the price we paid for him, Juranovic, you know O'Reilly, we've signed and we've bought really really well, we've recruited really well, Haksabanovic, I'm I'm pretty certain will be in the same category, but. But Joe Hart, I mean, he's one of the guys that, um, yeah, he, he probably does have an added challenge this season, but um, he's going to be relishing uh, Champions League football again, Lawrence, isn't he, on Tuesday night? Listen, without doubt, it was nice to, for uh, Callum the Machine McGregor uh, to give him something to do in the game, you know, uh, <laughs> to make him feel part of it. But I think Joe's come out and spoke about it, hasn't he? You know, he maybe thought these days were gone, uh, and they're there. And he's here to play football. I mean, I wasn't sure when he... He signed, but you know he's taken a huge wage drop. He wants to play football. Huge influence in the dressing room, and yeah, what a last line of defence. He's got to give the boys in front of him so much confidence. But you know what the other co- commentator was right. Maybe it is Vinny Vidivici for Ange in Scotland. But Ange is more about the Champions League, isn't he? This I is a pinnacle you could, his you career, could speak mate. Italian, Lawrence. Latin, mate. But, but anyway. <laughs> I know, man. It's a dead language. There's, there's a few things we could talk about that are dead, but that's a dead language. Uh, Ridiculizer. Did Kyogo have his hand in a sling there? I didn't actually see that because coming to the last couple of minutes of the game, you're still listening to it, but you're trying to get set up. Was that the case? Was it Leon Mazena's sling, eh? I, I didn't notice if, if he was. Um, hopefully not. What I will say is the good thing is that he was sitting. Uh, just behind the dugout watching the, the game so it's obviously not a broken bone because if it was he would have been away at the hospital by now mm. so yeah um, at the time I thought possibly a dislocated shoulder um, but I don't know um, and the thing is with that sometimes it can pop back into place and you're fine in a day or two yeah 
if any of the ligaments are damaged, it could be five or six weeks, and you really don't know. No, uh, and, and we did and see on that one. exactly. I mean, yeah, we don't want to put a dampener on on today. It's a fantastic result at a great time of the season, moving into the game against Real Madrid. But it is the only concern, really, you know, coming out of that game. There's injuries to to Starfield and to Kyogo as well. Um, your Sarian preparations begin for the next game. Let us enjoy it first. Come on, <laughs> let us enjoy our Saturday hey, nights. The, there is another concern: the tackles and the challenges that continue to be let go on our players. Yeah, now, now's you the know, time to raise it. Not, what's not, going on? You know, but now the, ti- the time is right for the club to raise it because we've just beaten um, our, our challengers 4-0 um, and, and it was a real comprehensive victory, uh, a demolition, if, if you will. And it's at this moment in time, Lawrence, that you've got to raise that. You've got to raise that to the authorities. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Because Nick Walsh wasn't strong enough in that game. He was absolutely dreadful from minute one. Lundstrom to, to go five, six, seven um, infringements in and still not get a yellow card. We've got two guys going off injured. Uh, one of them, I think, was due to foul play. Um, staff felt, you know, that was just unlucky. But uh, it, it's at moments like this, Lawrence, that you've got to raise it, isn't it? Definitely. You know, he sees the offence. He sees, you know, raising a hand, hitting the shoulder, and he gives the free kick. Well, why is it not a card? Goldson could have been off the amount of times that we're pulling players back to stop a, a quick breakaway. You know, there, there might be yellow cards by, by definition, but Nick Walsh seems happy to let him away with it. And this, isn't, this you know, isn't a case. The only card he's getting for, for Walsh is a birthday card, isn't it? You know. <laughs> this isn't a case, Liam. Commiseration oh, card. Yeah. T- typical Celtic fans looking for a negative after beating Rangers 4 nothing. always talking about officials. Th- this is us going into the the biggest game we've seen at Celtic Park in a long time and two of our important players or starters could potentially miss it one of them I, I suggested earlier was just unlucky in Starfield but Kyogo it's full play and we've, we've been talking about it all season last year and this season we, may, we need our players to be protected Liam and, and they're not protected due to no. poor refereeing I mean I think yeah, there could have been. For me, there was two clear straight red cards in that second half that the referee let go. First one was when Jota gets smashed in the face and gets his gets his lip cut. Um, the second one was that blatant takeout on Maeda, who was you know a yard, maybe two yards clear of Golden. And Golden just Golden just swipes the legs away from him from behind. It's a blatant takeout. It's exactly the kind of tackle that Lundstrom got red carded for a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's where's the consistency? Even exactly. if you're going to say that, you know, people were saying the Lundstrom red card was harsh, and to be fair, I've seen them given, I've seen them no given. But once you set down the marker that that's a red card, Goldson does exactly the same thing, and you should have got a red card. Yeah, hundred percent. And of course, at halftime, we spoke about Abada, uh, the penalty claims where he's been he's been um, scythed whilst trying to set up a shot. So yeah, absolutely abomination of a performance by the referee, but uh, an annihilation um, for Celtic over Rangers. Dermo 
Celtic rabbit hole. There was only one team in it today. Four zilch. I think you're watching in Australia. Hopefully you're enjoying it, Dermot. Probably um, South Sydney if he's a rabbit hole, mate. Is that right? Well, thank you. You're educating us today, aren't you, with your global cosmopolitan knowledge. Um, Andrew Galea, we are miles ahead. I was just talking about that. You know, the the momentum of last season, Lawrence, um, you know, made you believe that, that Ange was certainly creating something special and the run we went on to win the league was it was incredible but you look at the league table last season we were only four points ahead right so it's easy to get carried away and say we were miles ahead I think what we are doing um, so far this season is showing that we are creating that gap between us and them I, I don't think it that's quite right because the first seven or six games of last season he was implementing style he was changing the culture of the club and it takes six or seven games to do that you take them out those games out the picture when we was ahead last season I disagree with you mate you know I disagree I'll tell you why take the February game in isolation we looked miles ahead watch every other game we played against them mm. brother Bobby's last game where Lundstrom was unbookable <laughs> you know it's mate we were miles ahead in terms of points I, I would say on average points we were miles ahead take the first seven games out because that's where we were dropping our points while he was implementing his style of football since well, then, what have we dropped in the league since then? Well, obviously we've been on a run that started last season, uh, Lawrence, but I'll ask Liam what your thoughts are on this because obviously I think we were outstanding. I think what Ange did last season under circumstances was unbelievable, right? And with the budget as well um, because, as I say, his recruitment was, was sensational. But I think over the piece, there was on one occasion where I thought we were miles ahead, that was February. But over the piece, I don't. I don't think there was much in it. Well, I mean, I about again about this time last year when we just lost the first game to Rangers um, on on Celtic Down Under, I made a prediction which proved to be pretty much spot on. I said as long as we get to the New Year game, which remember February was the New Year game because of you know what happened. It was played a month later. Um, I said, as long as we're within six points of them and we don't lose that game, Mm. we'll win the league. Because Rangers always trail off as the season goes on. And sure enough, that night we beat them, we went top of the league and we never looked back. Now, since then, there's been questions asked about how much of that was Celtic being good, how much of it was Rangers being poor, how much of it was a one-off, how much of it was an actual demonstration of superiority because since then they beat us in the cup albeit lucky bad refereeing whatever right um, we beat them 2-1 but it was not exactly a domination like today it was it was a victory and a well earned victory but it was not absolute dominance I think today answers answers that question and probably tips the scales a bit more in favour of what Lawrence is saying I think it proves that certainly now we are that dominant over them. There is that gap again. The question is, how long has that gap been there? Mm. Was it there last season? You can make a case for and against it, right? But the, the statistics don't lie. We've not lost a game in the league for nearly, I think, almost a year now, right? And Rangers have not beaten us in the league since then. And we have we've thrashed them twice beat them once convincingly um, and I think that it's very much uh, 
to, to paraphrase uh, something that uh, Craig Levine would say, I think natural order has been restored. <laughs> Mate, I just built even a, a mean green winning machine. Uh, we're we're yes. quoting Craig Levine. Anything goes in a, a day like today. Uh, no, I would I would certainly agree. The gap is there now. I just did not think last season across the across the entirety of the season that it was. I wasn't getting carried away. Work still had to be done. And just done the work. But again, last season, I mean, we're, we're playing a side who I think that. You know, it's easy to write them off, especially with the green tinted spectacles that I've got on every single day on this show. Um, but there's nothing wrong with taking credit from the fact that, that uh, you won the league against a team that has done well, very, very well in Europe three years running, moving into the, the group stages this year as well. I'm not trying to give Rangers credit, certainly on today, on today's performance. Trey Dickerson, the two-in-a-row season is officially on. Yes, I like that confidence. You and boy Martin. Masterclass champions already, says you and boy Martin as well. Uh, Kevin won four. Think we can put to bed who's the best team in Scotland. So uh, Kevin agrees with that. And Christopher McConville, the difference between today and the 3 0 game in February was we bossed that completely for 90 minutes. Now I'm going to come to yourself, Lawrence, because you and I were talking about the um, the striker situation, the fact Kyo goes out. We don't know how serious it is at the moment. If Anch has spoken about it, please update us on the comments. We bring on Yakamakis, who basically played a full game. You know, he played the, the full 90 minutes. Uh, he was toiling a wee bit near the end. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he did exactly today what he did in February, where he gives nobody an inch, an inch to move. Um, you know, he bullies players. He uh, ensures that there's no pockets of space. No one has time on the ball. And I think he's excellent at that. And I think it'll work well on Tuesday if he needs to start. But what would then happen if there's a loss of form, injury or tiredness to Yakamakis? And I was saying to you during that second half, we've got options in that Abada can play there and Maeda can play there. Um, and, you know, Haksabanovic could even fill in in there. But you're not happy with that, Lawrence. You would prefer to have another option up top. Yeah, I'd have preferred to have another striker. I, I, I thought, you know, with a yet, a, a yet to go now, it would allow us to bring in another striker. The other ones are kind of square pegs, round holes. You know, you could even say James, he could play up front, front, through the middle. He's done it before. Sure, he's done it Champions League. But but it's not just an injury. Actually, even if he stays fit, it changes our games. It changes the subs. We make the intensity we can press out with a striker on the park because we expect the, the striker to change maybe 60 minutes in at some point in the second half but allows this, the guy coming on to play at that, that kind of pace it changes that if Kyogo is going to be out for a while well, that's why I thought you know we could really have been doing with a, a third recognised striker in now Haksabanovic I don't know if he can play up front I've not watched a lot of him I liked what I saw of him coming on maybe he's going to be a cracking striker Abad and Maeda Forrest I've seen him through the middle they're not strikers you know and I think it kind of changes the the way we play a wee bit and, and how you know the, the percentage of our chances we're, we're likely to take. Yeah, and by the way, I, I hope we don't have to have that issue, Lawrence, but I'm going to come to Liam because Liam knows a lot about Maeda prior to coming to Celtic. What's your thoughts on him through the middle, Liam, if indeed we are faced with that scenario? Uh, certainly when he was playing for Yamagam, which is the, the local team where I saw him, that was where he played mm. every week. Um, he was the... Bizarrely enough, he was almost like a target man because they were they were the bottom team in the league. They ended up getting relegated, as it turns out. But 
it was like a sort of a seven or eight man defence and Maeda was the outball. So he would just cover left, right and centre any scraps that would, that would come his way. Um, and that was when you saw the engine that he had because the mm. way he got up and down to cover everything across the front line. But when he went to Yokohama, he continued to play as a striker, was the joint top goal scorer in the J-League last year. And it's actually funny that if you put them up against each other, obviously I think Kyogo is a more effective striker, right? No question about that. But he's the same as Maeda in the sense that he can also play on the flank when he has to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Maeda certainly, if we have injuries or you know that would necessitate a change, I'd be quite happy playing Maeda up front through mm. the middle. I no. would have no no qualms with it whatsoever. Yeah, no, that that's a fair point, Lawrence, and it's an, it's an interesting one because obviously Ange. Um, probably agrees with you, hence the reason we haven't been active prior to the, the window closing. Unbelievably, we're 29 minutes into this. Now, I did promise an extra five because we were late on the on the pre-match, so we'll see how that goes, but there are 1,300 of you tuning in. Thank you, every one of you, for getting involved. Let's have a, a Saturday night to remember. I'm sure we will. Uh, bring in some of your comments. John Boy, 67, amazing first half. Second half was an exhibition Rangers were outclassed from start to finish and Golson should have been sent off ref was poor overall what a great game I totally agree with that and I don't mind bringing up the referee and even when we've won a game um, Ian H 1984 loved the Martin O'Neill era but this is the best Celtic team in my lifetime Lawrence Conley who are the best Celtic team in your lifetime oh best team in my lifetime oh, and he was good Roger spoke strack in two last 16 you know when he half the wage bill Two last sixteens, Gordon's is hard to hard to say is not a good team, but probably ten men won the league, mate. You know, it was kind of a bit more old-fashioned football then, but there was a real togetherness about that squad. I thought Davy Hayes' team was unlucky in Europe, weren't they? You know, what an unlucky Celtic manager. And I tell you, there was you know four teams going for a Scottish title there. The Centenary team never said die, but actually. Probably the best team that I enjoyed watching that Ange's team is probably going to surpass is going to be Tommy Burns' team, who didn't win the league. But you know, that could be because we got home on Fridays and had to play early kickoff Saturdays and stuff, and you know, there was no league extensions for us or even games delayed. But And don't get us started about registrations, Lawrence. Oh, no. mate, don't. <laughs> yeah. But listen, what a scout we had with Davy Hay there, the players he was bringing oh, in. Oh, yeah. And Tosh has got to be doing a similar job, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be up there. It's a fair comment actually bringing up Davy because a lot of people wouldn't mention Davy. You know, Tommy Burns' side was so entertaining. I'm a a massive fan of the Centenary team because that was the the season that I started going to the games, and there was that whole fairy tale around that. And of course, you've got Rogers and and O'Neills. But it's interesting that you bring up Davy Hayes because I think he was very unlucky. He was very, very unlucky. Um, he was up against it with a board who wouldn't give him the players he wanted um, and obviously he was put out by a rapid Vienna side who went on to, to make the final that year in the Cup Winners Cup uh, what about yourself Liam finest Celtic side you've seen I mean it's hard to look past any team that has Lubo Moravchik in it because he's my all time favourite Celtic player right so um, I would have to say probably the the, the the, the treble winning Martin O'Neill team from that first season Larson Sutton Lubo Didier Agat you know that that was just we were that that that, se- that whole season was just, and also like you say about the centenary season that was the first year I had a season ticket um, 
so that was uh, that was special. Another part of that that made it special was at the time I was working as a copy boy at the Herald. And let's just say that most of the Herald sports desk at that time were not Celtic supporters. <laughs> so, uh, Nothing's changed, a, I bet you. There was a few grumpy faces on Monday mornings going into the office after that. <laughs> absolutely, William. Absolutely. Great memories. Brendan Monahan's coming on to say hello to Lawrence. Hail, hail to you, Brendan. Listen, have a, have a Brendan's got a new album out, so Check have a look out. out for that. Check him out on Facebook, you and Boy Martin, bring on the Real Madrid. I'll tell yes. you, look what you've started, Liam, look what you've started <laughs> with this confidence. Um, and Kevin reminds us that it's 38 games undefeated in the league. What a run we're on. Yeah, special, special times. And you know the one thing I take from it, Lawrence, we can, we can be fans, right, and we can get carried away, but you just know Ange won't allow that to happen because of the way that he approaches his work, as he will probably see it. He'll maybe enjoy tonight, he'll be back on it tomorrow, won't he? Totally, mate. Listen, Anne's got a vision and a system that will churn out these results relentlessly. That's what he's about. He's getting his, and he's got the players to buy into it. You know, and his fans were all bought into it, isn't it? You know, it's rip rolling, free scoring, never born. <laughs> it's amazing stuff. A lean green winning machine. It is just Anne's ball. It's fantastic. You know, it's beating Rangers 4 0. It's thrashing Dundee United. Now, what a season you know, we're lining up here, honestly. It's um, beating Real Madrid. 2-0 Right, okay, there's a prediction uh, Liam, uh, I want to speak to you after the Real Madrid game Because obviously you have, have started You and you and Ange have started a, a, a bout of uh, confidence Which I'm loving, by the way, I love the positivity But also, the party has kick-started next door All the soul, all the Northern Soul dancing is about to kick off And I know Lawrence wants to be a part mate, of that So we're going to wrap it up What are you drinking? Odds crush, mate, on a day like today Who makes you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, the only guys, Japanese plum liqueur, you can't beat it. And oh. it's an emerald green and white label, so there you go. Lovely. <laughs> Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I loathe to, to switch the stream off when there's 1,400 Celtic fans in the comments, which there are. Um, every single one of you, we um, appreciate your support. Axom has been running for over five years now. We're 1,100 plus episodes in, and we are up for the best in video creation at the Football Content Awards. If you like what we do, then vote for us. The link is underneath this page. There's also a few other links um, to causes close to our heart. Uh, St Mary's, the birthplace of Celtic. We still send the money over if you send it in. Uh, we raised 30 grand for them last year. And there will be another weekend of uh, charity fundraising this year as well. Lawrence knows some of the, the facts around that. It's going to be special. It's going to be different. It's going to be massive. Um, so thanks, everybody, for doing what you do. We, we love uh, interacting with you. We fall out, but we always fall back in, as Lawrence and I will contest. Thanks, everybody, in the comments section for getting involved. Thank you to Lawrence and Liam for joining me on a Celtic Cheers. State of Mind. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet 
keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.